Tyler Merriam alongside Director of Athletics Justin Sell. How was improvement week for you? <laughs> I got better uh, in a lot of ways uh, um, that I needed to get better at home uh, first and so I took care of that and uh, we're, uh, we're ready to go. Uh, rested and uh, ready to, to uh, get going today. It's going to be an awesome day. When it comes to getting better on the home front, is it physical reps or is it mental reps? Which one's more important for Justin Sell? No, I had, uh, it was my wife's birthday last week, so there was, uh, you know, obviously a little bit of extra pressure there. I had my daughter home from Louisville, Kentucky. She was in a wedding last weekend, and so, uh, you know, there was uh, improvement week really focused a little more on improving in those areas and making sure I was tuned in and uh, doing my role and doing it well, and um, I think I improved throughout the week one might say you needed to have improvement week already behind you going into last week well that is true and I uh, you might want to ask Jenny if she thinks I improved last week but uh, no it, actually it was great uh, it was neat to have all those family things uh, and it kind of fell in a week where you know from a, a soccer and a volleyball and football schedule wise uh, actually there was some room to kind of work around some of those things so it fell in a, a really good week and uh, it was a good week and I'm excited because now we are getting into a lot of home stuff uh, each of our teams are going to be around and uh, working towards those cross-country championships here uh, end of October 1st of November so you led into it last week was while still some competitions going on a chance to sort of catch one's breath and reflect upon the month of September and we'll throw August 31st in with that and with this football team and the three games it had with the opener and the way that everything went from an, a standpoint of honoring the national championship team and retired head coach John Stiglmeyer and then all the hoopla around the false start game against Montana State. Let's go ahead and give it that name. And then you go on to Target Field and everything that went with playing a game on the home of the American League Central Division champions, the Minnesota Twins. So there's a lot to unwrap in three non-conference games. Yeah, there is, and they're, they're all, they were unique in their own way, and I think uh, they all had their own kind of feel around them, and yet the momentum just seems to continue to be building, and um, you know, from a football perspective and, and the size of the crowds and the interest in our program uh, going to the Twin Cities and, and being able to play in front of a lot of our Jackrabbit fans that may not be able to make it back to Brookings very frequently. You throw in an unbelievable one day for state, uh, you know, soccer has done such a great job getting off to a, a really good start and um, and then last week uh, really uh, with the off week we celebrated the opening of the Frank J. Kurtenbach uh, Family Wrestling Center and uh, and then had their huge golf outing the next day with all a lot of former student athletes back I think they had 40 teams and um, you know just uh, really cool to, to really take stock and and take a moment to appreciate uh, what we have here and what we're continuing to feel uh, in terms of a build and people coming along. Uh, really need to get kind of a reset. We get going and going and going, and we don't often step back and just appreciate uh, how good we have it here. Uh, and that last week really was a, a good week for that. I want to hit on a couple of things. I want to do it one at a time so we can truly go into them. You mentioned the Frank J. Kurtenbach Family Wrestling Center. Damian Hahn's program has been using that for quite a while, but for a number of individuals, last week was the first time they truly got to see it and to see the looks on some of those faces and to truly honor Frank Kurtenbach, who has been involved for so many years but now really has the spotlight and the attention he deserves, although he didn't really want it. That is an important part of all of this. 
Yeah, you know, Frank, uh, Frank's one of those uh, guys that uh, was here as a student athlete, a coach. He, he designed the Dactronics three-sided uh, uh, scoreboards for wrestling, like his, his history in wrestling. It goes back so many years, uh, you know, and then his willingness to jump in and he contributed a significant amount, but he also got others excited to give. I think we had over 150 other donors. And, uh, um, you know, when you get that momentum, then people, when you think you can certainly finish a project people give and they gave it an amount that made it a top three facility in the country uh, and Frank is not someone who wants the limelight or doesn't need all the recognition but boy uh, what he means to us uh, what he means to our wrestling program uh, couldn't think of a better person to honor or recognize and and then uh, yeah the facility itself uh, getting so many people in there to see it for the first time there was a wow factor uh, moment uh, last weekend for sure Last Sunday, the Jackrabbits go to Vermilion and defeat the Coyotes in soccer, earning the first point in the rivalry series, which now goes by a new name, the Interstate Series. First Interstate Bank stepping up and being partners of both South Dakota State and the University of South Dakota. And we've talked about this, that uh, uh, it's great to have partnerships. And even though David Herbster is no longer the AD at the University of South Dakota, there still is a partnership there between the two in-state institutions. And for First Interstate Bank to step in and be a part of that just speaks very highly to how all of this has come together and grown over the years. Without a doubt, and I think the interest uh, from a state perspective, look, every contest we play, it doesn't matter what sport and uh, whether we're, we're home or we're down there, uh, people come out and watch. People want to support it and to have that support from the corporate community and uh, to keep those things going. They're important competitions, and they're important on those days. We understand that. Uh, there's so much more we're playing for, but uh, you know, a lot of those student-athletes play club sports against or with each other. Uh, there's other parts, family rivalries and other things. And I think just the sportsmanship that's been involved in it, uh, the high level of play, the quality of student athlete and the grades on both sides are uh, just uh, uh, so high and, and uh, our kids are so accomplished. It's neat to showcase that. And yeah, I'm really proud of Brock. Uh, I think he's done an amazing coaching job with some of the injuries he's yes. been dealing with. And uh, he just keeps finding ways to put up uh, student athletes in position to win and the ladies are responding and then on Thursday night we had the opportunity to showcase for the first time the renovations of Frost Arena it's a process where it's turning into First Bank and Trust Arena not everything is quite there yet it won't be until next fall but you get a glimpse for those that were here for volleyball on Thursday we've gotten a few sneak peeks it's an advantage of being here along with all the dust so you know it all balances out right but nevertheless the fact that we got to showcase that and we'll continue to part of it is available as far as seats are concerned all of it will be available from what's ready come basketball season but you see the excitement uh, of all the fans that were here on Thursday for that volleyball match and you know it's just going to grow it's, it's exciting to show it off it really is. Uh, first, big thanks to Jeff Holm, Christy Williams, our facility staff working with Henry Carlson, just to kind of, we, we need to be in construction to make sure we get done by next fall. And so those things are going to work, but how they're able to turn the building around. And then our fans are great because I think everyone understands there might be a few inconveniences this year and a few things we got to work around. And uh, But at the same time, 
just talking to some uh, some of those folks, uh, just the excitement of what Fro- uh, Frost and First Bank and Trust Arena is going to be, mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to share that history and then to move into kind of the new era, new building. Uh, the seats are on top of the court. You know, there's just a, a great feel. I think we're all anticipating uh, Frost uh, Arena and that experience that we all know so well is going to be uh, um, even enhanced in the First Bank and Trust Arena when we open next fall. The one thing that really stands out to me, because obviously you're talking about brand new seats, and of course the floor is still the original floor for one more year, and then it'll have the full upgrade. But what really jumps out to me is when you're walking around the concourse in the north side, just how much brighter it is. And it's just, it's so much more welcoming. And not that it wasn't before, but it just really stands out to you if you're not accustomed to that the first few times you walk around in it. Yeah, I think uh, we all get used to things over mm-hmm. time, and then well, um, all of a sudden you're presented with something different. And I think it's it's bright, it's clean, and at the same time it's warm, it's welcoming. Um, you know, I, I I think it looks. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Some of the lighting uh, deals that kind of pull out some of the yellow and blue school mm-hmm. colors. But um, yeah, it, it really has modernized, you know, the building of 50 years. I mean, 50 years from now, that stuff will probably uh, be out of style or whatever. And, and I think this just brings it up to today's, uh, today's world and standards. And uh, I think it looks really clean. One little nod to history, too. If folks haven't been here, if you were on Thursday and didn't realize it, when you rock around that north concourse and you see some of the wood that is above the concession stands and whatnot, that is the original wood from the bleachers that were put in when Frost Arena was constructed back in 1973. Yeah, just thought it'd be a neat touch kind of to, to bring in that warmth and then to kind of honor uh, mm-hmm. that history and uh, that wall that we're going to build on the south end uh, that will be there for next year is going to have a lot of those kind of pieces and old pieces mm-hmm. of floor, and we're going to incorporate that where we can. I think uh, I think it's really um, important uh, to showcase our history, but I think it, it gives a good sense or a feel, and I, our fans love that stuff, and, and uh, so... I'm really uh, proud of those extra kind of touches. All right, let's turn our attention back to football because that's why everybody is gathered here today. Missouri Valley Football Conference play. When I utter that phrase, what comes to your mind? Uh, this is get, get it going. I mean, like, and everybody knows, like, you just and it's not that the non-conference uh, we had great games and and uh, and every year we do, but I, I think we all know what it means. We all know the level steps up, and and really, we're all even though we had a good sense of this year's team and who's on it and who's going to be doing uh, the different roles. There's always this kind of little bit of work in progress, trying to figure a few new things out. Obviously, new coaches for us this year. This is when you want to start getting into that kind of rhythm of like, okay, uh, this is our guys. Uh, this is our team. This is what we look like. Uh, great opportunity to prove ourselves against a really good team. And UND's played us uh, extremely well every year. So, um, you know, they're, they're a team that you, you can't blow out. You, you got to keep just sticking your nose in and, and uh, kind of grinding through it. But uh, just anticipating today, a full crowd, another sold-out crowd. Missouri Valley football's on. Uh, next few two or three weeks kind of start to give you maybe a little picture of where this thing's going to go and and set the table for uh, really meaningful games in November. So um, number one conference in the country. Uh, what else can you say? 
And this, as you mentioned, a sellout crowd. The second of what we anticipate will be four. Three have already been announced. Fourth is very close in Hobo Day. And so when you look at where this football program has come from to where it is now, I remember us having conversations 10, 12 years ago about, hey, this is what women's basketball and men's basketball need to do. And then this portion of things is going to make a jump. And you had said, boy, you get to Frisco, you win. Then there's another jump that's going to happen with football. And here we are talking about four sellouts out of six home games. Yeah, I think we had three uh, in the previous from 2016 when we opened uh, the new Dana J. Uh, Dykow Stadium and uh, to, to be able to double that in, a, in one year. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. I think that's the, the beauty of it. Um, you know, we had the vision and, and Dana certainly has that vision, but we had the vision of uh, we right size it from the beginning. We knew we had to grow. Uh, but man, are we growing like crazy? So many new people have jumped on board, and it's and it's not your bandwagon. They're they're Jackrabbit fans. Uh, they're excited to be here. A lot of younger families. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, this feels like it's going to be growth. It's going to be sustained for a while. I think we're kind of getting into a new normal. Um, I think the uh, championship appearance uh, in the spring of '21, and then kind of uh, deep run the next year, and then winning a national championship. All those things have now made it. You got to get tickets early. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't wait anymore. And and then season tickets went up so much as, as well that those factors are what what's filling the building. And the other thing that's so neat too with all of this energy and excitement is you have the event earlier on this morning that we were lucky enough to be a part of inducting five new members into the Jackrabbit Sports Hall of Fame and also honoring the Ralph Ginn Award for Coaching Excellence. A couple of those individuals and their families hadn't been back for a long time and to see the looks on their faces when they're walking around Club 71 or you get to help show off the, the stadium and do tours of campus and whatnot, that's special as well to bring these individuals back and show them what they helped lay the foundation for. Yeah, and I think that's the key. You know, they, they are uh, literally, um, we, we have stood on those people before us generation after generation. And, and uh, I've said for so long, it's not Division Two or Division One. It's We're all jackrabbits and all that work that went into it and the pride that they have when they come back and uh, see their school, uh, what they contributed to, what position it's put us in. You know, I often close those with, we just, we want to continue to make you proud. Uh, we work really hard. At, uh, we want to be good for the next 30 and 40 and 50 years because we do want our former student athletes to be proud. And then the Hall of Fame, just from a, uh, the, the student athletes that now some are from my era, so I actually worked <laughs> with some of these, but to see their accolades and uh, it's so well deserving and what incredible people they are. Uh, you can understand why this uh, institution has done so well over the years. And then today is also Precision Ag Bowl, and I know that's something that's near and dear to a lot of people on campus, particularly President Dunn, who played such an integral role in creating the first of its kind throughout the United States. Yeah, I mean, we have several uh, areas and places and programs on this campus that are cutting edge, uh, um, kind of uh, not only uh, really well known nationally, but they impact the world. And uh, I'm so proud to be part of those types of things and the Precision Ag uh, facility and what it's doing and how it really combines working with ag and engineering. Uh, you know, and each of those programs have uh, extremely talented students. And I, I've always said the most exciting things you work on in a campus are when you uh, work across departments. And that's where the big 
ideas happen. And uh, that is certainly one of those areas that uh, um, is a big idea. And we're so proud to have uh, the opportunity to continue uh, to enhance our partnership with, um, with the College of Ag. Folks are probably not surprised by this statement I'm about to make, but I feel like we could stay here for another couple hours talking about all the things going on right now, and we would not run dry of topics. No, we, we could go probably an hour to just a random topics. But yes, with all the things that are happening on this campus, you're right. It's And, and I've tried to describe it as there's just things are high energy and relaxed at the same time. I, people are just enjoying and it doesn't matter if you were here for the one day for state picnic, if you were here for the uh, Frank uh, J. Kurtenbach opening, if you came back to a performing arts event or if you're just walking across campus, um, there's just such a positive feel around uh this place and uh uh, man you you just want to soak it up but you're right we could talk for weeks on this stuff and and hopefully you feel that momentum we're going to have a lot more to talk about i think this is going to be a really special year should be a lot of fun today should be a lot of fun try to enjoy this one a little bit and we'll see you next week out in uh, below no (laughs) yeah well i appreciate it thanks a lot tyler he is director of athletics justin sell